24 days away to Alabama football. It's Daquan Menzi and Terrell Lewis days away. Bama on a Wednesday wrapping up its sixth day of fall camp. It's first game like scrimmage this weekend at Bryant-Denny Stadium. You're rocking and rolling, hottest show in the streets, giving you your Bama football coverage. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Happy to have you guys checking us out on today. We're bringing you the show from the magic city of Birmingham and streaming it to you on YouTube. Speaking of the channel, go ahead right now. Hit that subscribe button. Get your friends, family members, hard Bama fans, casual Bama fans to subscribe because you don't want to miss any of the content we're dropping right here on the YouTube channel. Also hit that like button. Give us that thumbs up. Run those likes past the moon. Make this your show, your network platform channel and space to talk Bama. Turn all those notifications on. Hit that little bell so you miss nothing on your Crimson Tide. Got you also taken care of on Facebook and Twitter as well, streaming to you this show. We got a good one on this evening, uh, talking Crimson Tide and Fall Camp, and want to hear from you guys today. You can do this by calling 205-448-1358, but I'm going to call in to let your voice be heard on the show. Do not let tonight go by without getting your voice in the phone line, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. Want to hear from you. That daily Super Chat Go, $75. Daily Super Chat Go. Appreciate the love from the fans out there. You guys helping us do what we do here. But uh, John and Eli, we're going to get into topic number one of the conversations. I came in here fresh from the Nick Saban press conference following the the sixth session of fall camp and we start off with something that people do not like to start off with and that's the injury update and uh, this one goes to the wide receiver room jojo earl jojo earl we all know the story behind jojo earl came in late in that 2021 that 2021 class alabama flipped him from uh lsu and he came into that early signing period. And, you know, JoJo Earl, the speed, uh, the athleticism, the playmaking ability from the wide receiver perspective coming over from Texas, he has sustained a foot injury in fall camp. According to Coach Saban, it is a foot fracture. He'll be out six to eight, uh, six to eight weeks, so basically two months. We could see him possibly make that return in the month of November, October, November, somewhere around in there, but definitely by November. But out six to eight weeks here with the foot fracture is JoJo Earl. And this sucks because, uh, you know, JoJo was having a really good fall camp. He was having a really good offseason. I mean, had made tremendous strides in being able to control his body, control his speed, uh, you know, get in and out of the route, in and out of the cuts and the breaks, and, uh, you know, flash the hands to catch the football consistently, and just, just made tremendous improvement uh, throughout the offseason, and was really looking forward to him becoming a starter in this wide receiver rotation, especially with the experience he got just a season ago, and Coach Saban talked about it today. Uh, he hates this. I mean, because he mentioned, you know, JoJo Earl, big uh, fall camp. He mentioned JoJo Earl, very good offseason. He mentioned the young man has put in so much work to be not just a starter in the wide receiver room, but a starter on special teams as well because he's one of those guys that Coach Saban trusts us with the ball in his hands as a kickoff returner, as a punt returner, because he does have sort of a feel for the, uh, for the game from that perspective but with him going down with him hurt this now goes to who are the guys that step up right that next man up who are the guys next man up to fill in for Earl as he recovers as he tries to work his way back to this receiver room here the guys this is their own screen uh, first and foremost Ja'Cory Brooks is, is right there and I mean this is an absolute dog and a young man that got the opportunity to capture a moment with, with Larry Legend Larry Fitzgerald himself as Fitzgerald 
and a film legend and a future first ball future uh, future first ballot hall of famer got a chance to speak to the team on yesterday and uh, jacory brooks got a photo with him and got that posted to his social media via instagram and according to coach saban uh Ja'Cory brooks has had a tremendous offseason a very good fall camp is just the ultimate competitor a guy that we saw last season runs great routes, catches the football cleanly, uh, a guy that has a, a knack for having those clutch moments, those clutch receptions. We saw that against Auburn in the Iron Bowl, 28-yard game-tying touchdown catch against the Tigers at Jordan-Hare Stadium to force the four overtimes. And, of course, he had the big catch there in the Cotton Bowl against Cincinnati, the 44-yard touchdown there. And not to mention... He had blocked a punt for a score against Texas A&M in that matchup, showing he can do it on special teams as well. So, Ja'Cory Brooks, this is a big opportunity for him. Filling in there for JoJo Earl behind him. You got Trayshawn Holden. Is it his time to pop? Is it his time to emerge? He was a four-star in the 2020 class. Got the size at 6'3", you know, has the speed in the hands and the route running capabilities, but is it now Trayshawn Holden's time to pop? We will see this. Christian Leary, everybody's been talking about it. It's Leary time. It's Leary time. And we saw this in the A-Day game. Five catches, 106 yards, one touchdown. Christian Leary has had a very strong fall camp. If you watch the videos thus far, he's made that improvement with, you know, body looks like a wide receiver. He's putting those route concepts together. He's stacking on top of DBs. He's creating that separation. He's always had the speed. So now here's Christian Leary. And then you got your two transfers, that being Jermaine Burton, of whom Coach Saban said the most consistent wide receiver throughout the offseason. And throughout you no know, spring ball and, and fall camp thus far, coming over from Georgia, and then Tyler Harrell, of whom uh, even uh, you know Bryce Young provided an update on Harrell doing well. You, you see the speed, you see the creativity, the ability to get open and free himself away from defensive backs. Just got to be able to channel all of that into this team. But those are the guys that have to step up in terms of the wide receiver aspect, filling in for. JoJo Earl being out but in terms of the special teams perspective here that's going to be an interesting question like who replaces JoJo on kickoff return because he was having that responsibility with Jameer Gibbs uh, with Earl out who is back there with Gibbs returning kickoffs and well, Alabama, they've got some guys I can choose from and pick from. I would like to see uh, Chase McClellan back there doing it, even though he's coming off of an injury. I would like to see Christian Leary back there returning kickoffs. That'd be pretty nice right there. Uh, there are several guys. I'd like to see Terrion Arnold. I mean, he's got some speed back there. Wouldn't mind seeing him returning kickoffs. Uh, as far as the punts are concerned, uh, uh, Coach Saban mentioned Kool-Aid McKinstry has had some time returning punts. They, they've had him doing it. Uh, they've also had Jermaine Burton back there fielding the ball cleanly, returning punts. But in the absence of Earl, who will return kickoffs? Who will also help out in returning punts? You know, that remains to be seen. Earl did a lot of things here prior to the injury. So with him being out six to eight weeks, hopefully gets healed up, gets back in the flow, gets back in the rotation, and becomes a marquee player. Because like Coach Saban said today, the young man was having a really strong fall camp uh, prior to the foot fracture today. He'll be out for six to eight weeks. But we take our first break here on the show. Don't touch that dial. Just getting started. When we get back, we go to the phone lines. We grab your calls, your thoughts, your conversations, a dialogue with you, the fans, your opinions are coming right after this. You're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith. Brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace today by visiting weownthefourthquarter.com. Throw them foes up. Nine players have teamed up and released the Alabama Team Paper, which is a video yearbook they've put out for sale direct to fans. Now, for the first time, small-dollar purchases from the fans can support the players as a group as well as a great cause 
because $1 of every subscription payment is donated to the Boys and Girls Club of America. Be a five-star fan base and support your team and a great cause with Team Paper. Check it out at teampaper.com slash Alabama. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion and... Ordering is easy. Visit Emily's Heirloom Poundcakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at Emily's Heirloom Poundcakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Poundcakes, making memories from scratch. We're back into the action here, folks, from the break. Hottest show on the streets here on a Wednesday hump day covering your Crimson Tide. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Happy to have you guys in here. And guys, shout out the man, D. Pickett, with that $4.99 in the Super Chats. D. Pickett showing off here on the show. And there goes khaki pants wearing Dancing Stephen on the desk, getting down to business right there. He is happy to have that Super Chat coming in there from D. Pickett. And, you know, and D had a thought there, anything on Jamil Burroughs, Alabama defensive lineman? Well, Jamil Burroughs is having a great fall camp thus far. Going back to the spring, uh, Coach Saban highlighted him as the defensive lineman that had made the most improvement. Uh, Burroughs had a really good spring, uh, kicking off fall camp strongly. I know the conversation has been geared more so toward freshman Jaheim Otis, who has been tremendous as far as his determination to drop that weight, uh, get in shape, get stronger, get faster. But Jamil Burroughs also having a good fall camp. So DJ Dale's got two guys pushing him. You've got... You've got Burroughs, you've got Otis, you also got big Jamarian Latham in there as well, giving that push also. So Alabama's going to have to have that stud on that interior defensive line collapsing the pocket from the inside, allowing the linebackers, inside and outside backers, and guys in the defensive secondary to do their thing and play free-flowing to attack the football. But we go to the phone lines to grab your calls. The call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. Number to call in, 205-448-1358. We grab this call here. Here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How are we feeling tonight? State your name and where you calling from? Roll Tide. Stephen M., I can't believe I made it in first. Roll Tide. I can't believe uh, William, you're in here, my man. William from Iowa, brother, you are in here. How you feeling? Damn, I can't believe it. Sorry about that, Duva, for, for that slander, but I just can't believe it. I, I mean... Uh, I wanted to comment on what you said first about uh, JoJo Earl. I hate that he's out of it. And, uh, you know, I hope the best for him. I hope he gets in there. Uh, I think Coach Saban said that uh, he should be in there around the uh, 1st of October or something like that. Uh, uh, I just want to get your comments on that, and then I'll, I'll, I'll give you what, what my question is. Absolutely. So Coach Saban did mention Earl could be back first of October, either or first of November, depending how you know quickly you know he gets the foot stitched up and how quickly he can attack the rehab and get back. I mean, we've seen several Alabama players in the past that attacked the rehab strongly and got back quicker than expected. Guys like you know a Jalen Waddle, guys like a Landon Dickerson, guys like a Terrell Lewis. I mean, we've seen some freakish players be able to get hurt but get the rehab attack it greatly and come back and just surprise a lot of people by how quickly they return so you know jojo earl has a chance to be you know kind of one of those guys it just comes down to how fast can he attack the rehab upon getting that foot stitched back up there but uh you know coach saban mentioned could be back first week of october so we shall see okay i appreciate that and uh I want to. I want to ask you about one that you you made mention of that that wasn't listed in your uh, a little thing that you had up there, and and that was the one uh, Terrell Arnold. Now, how confident would you be at with him being the starter at that position there, and and uh, would he be able to get the job done for us? And I, I'll listen to you online there and roll tide. Absolutely. So Tyler Harrell, 
I could see Tyler Tyler Harrell definitely from the wide receiver perspective is going to have opportunities in there. But as far as a kickoff return, punt return, that that's interesting because Harrell does have the speed. And Bryce Young talked about that during his time in player interviews on Tuesday. So if Harrell has just a feel for returning kicks, returning punts, maybe Sage will put him back there. But but we'll see how you know he he does in fielding the ball because number one thing is. You gotta catch the ball on those punt returns and those kickoff returns. You gotta you gotta catch the football. You have to judge the bounce of the ball and when to pick it up if it takes an odd bounce. And then you have to kind of gauge where are my blocks being set up at so I can catch and go. And I think that's what made guys like Jalen Waddle and Eddie Jackson so special is they knew how to determine where the ball was gonna bounce, pick it up so that you don't lose field position how to catch the ball cleanly, and then how to see, okay, where my blocks are so I can catch, adjust, hit it, and go. So if Tyler Harrell has all of that to his disposal, maybe he can return kickoffs and punts. But we'll see how that goes there. But speaking of Tyler Harrell, uh, once again, Bryce Young talked about him on Tuesday during player interviews, and Young said that, you know, Harrell is adjusting well here to Tuscaloosa, adjusting well to the program. He's been bouncing ideas off Bryce Young. They've been communicating back and forth with each other. You know, obviously, the speed is there. Young talked about, you know, Harrell, can, he can go. He can run up and down the field. He can run fast. He can separate from defensive backs. He can make catches in traffic. He can make plays. And we saw this going back during his time at Louisville. Last season averaged 29.1 yards per catch, caught 18 passes, six of those being for touchdowns. So for Harold, it's just, you know, getting out there, getting in the flow, practicing every day, and, you know, trying to become, you know, one of those starters at that wide receiver position. But I will say this, as good as Harold is, keep your eyes on these freshmen. I mean, I know Aaron Anderson's dealing with a slight knee issue and he'll be back, you know, soon. But keep your eyes on Kendrick Law and Shaz Preston and Isaiah Bond. I mean, good Lord. I mean, Kendrick Law is making plays out there in fall camp. Shaz Preston, who's wearing number 18, I mean, he looks like Devontae Smith out there almost, you know, making plays. What he's making, he's bigger than what I thought he would be. I mean, Isaiah Bond just smooth, smooth. So we can see... You know, some freshmen out there getting into that rotation, getting into the flow there. So, you know, as good as Tyler Harrell is, and he brings a lot to the table as a transfer, you know, watch Kendrick Law, watch Isaiah Bond, watch Shaz Preston. These three in fall camp already putting in some work and making a very fine impression on wide receivers coach Holman Wiggins. But we take uh, the break here on the show and touch that down because when we get back, we're going to talk about old Pete. Oh, Pete Golding, is it finally Pete's time? Is Pete about to have his moment? We're going to talk about why that may be the case after this. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. People, 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 we're back into the action from the break. Hottest show on the streets here on a Wednesday hump day covering your Crimson Tide. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Happy to have you guys in here with us as we get into now Pete Golding in his fifth season at Alabama. 
fourth year as the primary defensive coordinator. Finally his year. Finally his time. Finally his moment to show that he is a big-time defensive coordinator. People have had mixed feelings about him. Some have said, hey, he's young, he's growing, he's getting better, give him some time. Others have said, no excuses, Bama players look lost, they don't know what they're doing, Pete don't know what he's doing, get him out of here. But I think this is his moment. This is the year he's been building to, he's been stacking to. And during Sunday's, press, and during Sunday's media day, he was, in, he was talking to reporters, spoke with a lot of swagger, a lot of confidence, even dropped a few cuss words here and there because he, Pete knows what he's got this year. Pete Golding knows what he has this year. And I think he's finally about to have his year as a defensive coordinator. I think he's finally about to have his year with this defense being either top three, top five, or maybe even the number one defense in all of college football. And uh, the reason why, or the three reasons why, I should say, why, three reasons why Pete Golden is about to have his year. Number one, you know, Bama's got a healthy defense all across the board. No mishaps thus far. No crazy stuff didn't happen thus far. Hopefully it continues that way. So healthy defense. Number two, Bama's got leadership on all levels of the defense. For the first time in Golding's five years at Alabama, every line of defense, you got a leader. You got somebody on that leadership council. You got somebody that the whole team trusts and rides behind. You got somebody that when they speak, everybody listens. You got somebody on that defense that know exactly what they're doing. So leadership on all three levels of the defense. And then last but not least, I think Pete Golden is just prepared to unleash every dog at an opposing quarterback. He's prepared to unleash all of the crazy, all of the creatures and opposing quarterbacks this upcoming season. We're starting this off number one. Bama's got a healthy defense this year. I mean, think about this. Ever since Pete Golden became the primary defensive coordinator, Alabama's had an injury issue defensively. Whether it was 2019 and fall camp where Dylan Moses, Joshua McMillan, bang, both of them went down. 2020, Dylan Moses playing through injuries. Malachi Moore uh, has the stretch fracture in his, in, in his back there. Back spasms, had, couldn't play in the last few games of a 2020 season. You know, injuries there at those two spots. And if you look at 2021, I mean, Chris Allen goes down first game of the season against Miami. And then you have injuries to... Uh, you have injuries to Josh Job and Jagan Armour Davis. I mean, Malachi Moore dealt with shin splints last season. So you, you had injuries in those in, in each of the last three seasons for Pete Golden. Injuries. And injuries to important players. Now, everybody healthy. Everybody healthy. All of the main key cogs, the main key leaders, the main key voices. Every body healthy and when you have a defense functioning with everybody at full go it makes life for a defensive play caller easier and now that play caller knows i got all of my tools in the tool shed i don't have to go and find something different no all of my tools and i'm counting on in this tool shed to be great they're all here so it's number one number two Bama's got leaders at every level of the defense. At the defensive line, you got a Byron Young. You got a Justin Boykby. You got a DJ Dale. They've all played a lot of football. I know you got Jamil Burroughs, Jaheim Otis, Jamarian Latham, guys like that, and then other guys like Damon Payne and Tim King III and those guys. But Byron Young, Justin Boykby, DJ Dale, all played a lot of football. Leaders. On that defensive line experience. At the next level, you've got Will Anderson, Henry To'o To'o. They played football. Jalen Moody in his fifth year at Alabama. He's got experience in the system. Dallas Turner had a big year last year as a freshman. Now he's going to be a full-time starter. Chris Braswell, a guy that, you know, 
experience within the system. Now he's going to have a shot. And the secondary, Jordan Battle, DeMarco Helms, both back, leaders, played a lot of football. Brian Branch, Malachi Moore, back, played a lot of football. Kyrie Jackson, Kool-Aid McKinstry, got experience last year, will build off that. Eli Ricks, I get it, not experienced at Bama, but comes over from LSU where he played 16 games with the Tigers. So the point being, at every line of defense, Pete Golden's got like a coach on the field in terms of a player that's got experience. And everybody knows how that player rolls. So that's number two. And for number three, you know, Pete's going to unleash everything to the quarterback. He's coming at quarterbacks this season. He's talked about it. Hey, we're going to get all of our rushers on the field. We, we, we got to do great on first and second down. So that third down, all of our fast, mean, nasty, I'm going to take your head off guys can get on the field and do what they do. Go after the quarterback. And those guys, like Dallas Turner, like Will Anderson, like Chris Braswell, like Byron Young. Hey, I got a chance to speak with Henry To'o To'o. He said, I'm going to get in the sacks competition. I worked on my pass rush moves all offseason. I'm going to be getting some sacks. I'm going to be dropping some quarterbacks to the dirt myself. So here we go. He goes and said last, he mentioned Sunday, we did not get the job done last year. We did not meet the ultimate goal last year. We did not meet our standard last year. We did not win the national championship last year. And that still hits in our gut. We got to get back there. We got to get back there. And it starts with having that defense that's elite all across the board. This is the first time in five years where Bama Nation, Bama consumers of, consumers of Bama football, we can truly judge Pete Golding now. This is the season where you can truly judge, you can truly evaluate everybody healthy from top to bottom. you got experience in every line of this defense. And number three, you got the guys that you can send out for the quarterback to make the quarterback's life a living nightmare. This is Pete Golding's you to say, I have it. And every Alabama fan will have their eyes on him wondering, does he have it? It's Pete Golding's year. We're going to see if he brings it on in the form here. But we take another break here, folks, from the show. Don't touch that dial because when we return, we give back to your opinions, your phone calls, your dialogue. What do you have to say about your Crimson Tide? Light us up with the, on the phone lines after this. Don't touch that dial. Call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith. Brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Visit weownthefourthquarter.com now to get your four-finger bling necklace. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Marvin Constant, all-SEC linebacker and 1999 SEC champion. You are listening to In My Own Words, brought to you by Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Roll Tide. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide, only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. All right, folks, we're back into the action. In my own words, you're truly Stephen Smith of Touchdown. Alabama Magazine, your Crimson Tide, finishing up its sixth session of fall camp. It's first game-like practice, first scrimmage this weekend on Saturday at Bryant-Denny Stadium. Uh, happy to have you guys checking us out on today. My man, Bill, Big Bill from New York, that $5 donation in the Super Chats. Appreciate the love there coming 
from Bill, and there goes Dancing Steven. Appreciate that contribution right there as he's getting down on the desk there. We go to the phone lines to grab your calls. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. Number to call in, 205-448-1358. We grab this call. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name, and where you calling from? Hey, Stephen, this is Michael from Columbus, South Carolina. How you doing, bro? Doing great, Michael, and yourself? Good. Um, I have two questions for you. Go ahead, man. So my first one, uh, after looking at, you know, some of the receivers that we have, who do you believe uh, will be the starting right receivers for opening opening games? Opening day here. So I like Jermaine Burton to be one. Tyler Harrell has the has potential to be one. I want to continue to see how he grows, but I like Jermaine Burton, I like Christian Leary, and I like Ja'Cory Brooks. I like those three. Okay. And secondly, I was listening to uh, Nick Saban's um, interview and where he was discussing, you know, injuries. And my um, second question is, uh, any update on Cameron Latu? And then secondly, um, how do you feel about the quarterback, uh, the quarterbacks we have with um, – with guys like um, uh, Terry and Arnold, um, Eli Rich, Malachi Moore, uh, Craig Point Fagans, uh, Jacquez Robinson. Okay, so for Cameron too, Coach Saban said he had a, he tweaked his knee, had a minor knee injury about ten to twelve days ago, uh, but he will miss he'll miss a couple of weeks. He'll be back soon. He'll miss some time, but it was a minor knee injury. He'll be back soon, probably toward the end of camp to get those reps in. But in his absence, we've had a few young tight ends step up, including freshman Amari Nablack, who looks really good out there catching passes, rocking number eight. 84. But in terms of cornerbacks, Bama's got like a five to six man battle for who will be the starting two corners. I mean, you got Kool-Aid, McKinstry, Kyrie Jackson, Eli Ricks. But like you mentioned, Michael, you got a Terry on Arnold. You got Jacquez Robinson. You got Trey Quinn Fagans. Alabama's even working Brian Branch in Summit Corner if it needs to, if he needs to play there at some point. So you got six, you got five to seven guys being worked at corner. So the depth is there, but diversity is there. It's just gonna be fun to see who takes the who takes the main two starting jobs. Thank you, Stephen. Absolutely. Appreciate Michael from South Carolina calling in there. And that goes back to another thing that Coach Golden was talking about. There's competition all over this defense. There's competition at inside linebacker next to Henry To'o Jalen Moody, yes, the main guy is going to get the first crack at it. But Deontay Lawson's pushing Moody hard. And then you've got, you know, Ian Jackson in there, Giad Campbell in there. So the competition's big. We take this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feel? State your name and where you calling from. Stephen M., I apologize. I know I've already been on, but I'll try to make this quick. Roll tight again. Go ahead, William. Yeah, uh, I haven't heard you mention a whole lot about uh, Roy Dell Williams. Is, is is he still with the team, and is there any chance of him getting back on the field? Now, I'll listen to you answer there. Roll tight. Absolutely, absolutely, William. Uh, R- Roydell's out there. I mean, he's still on the team. He's out there. Now, he changed his number. Roydell is now number five. He used to be 23, but he changed his number to number five. But Roydell's out there. He's out there running. He's out there catching passes from the running back position. He's out there, you know, running the football. He, he's still on the team. He's gotten bigger. He's gotten stronger. Definitely more defined in the chest and in the arms. He's yoked up in the arms. So, you know, Roydell Williams, he's still out there. He's still practicing, still going through drills. And just looking forward to seeing what will his role be in the running back room because people are so fascinated by Jameer Gibbs and his speed and explosiveness. And then uh, people want to see uh, Jace McClellan coming back from the injury. What does he look like as the potential second guy behind Gibbs? So it will be fun to look at what will the role for Roydell Williams be, but he's still out there, still going through drills and taking part there in practice for Alabama. But to finish this thing off with, you know, the defense, there's competition everywhere. Whether it's an inside linebacker, whether it's at the cornerback spot, there is a lot of fire. There's a lot of positional battles happening. And the cool thing about this is 
whoever comes out winning the job, they're going to be well prepared. They're going to be ready. And even the guys that do not win the starting job, they're going to get those reps as backups to where when they come in, they'll be ready. So this is what we've, we've all wanted as consumers of Thai football, having that true, pure competition across the board everywhere. So that way, whoever comes in, they're set, they're ready, put them out there, they can play. We'll take this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Steve, what's up with you, man? This is Jay from Sheffield. Here's Jay, man. The brother back. What's going on, Jay? Man, you know, you know, I'm I'm upset, Steve. I'm very upset, man. Every every media person in that room, they had Bill O'Brien right there in their face, fumbled the ball, man. Them them, them uh, soft ass. I'm so I'm sorry to cuss on your show, but y'all gonna put the kids up. We're going to talk grown man football, man. Uh, Y'all Jay, did not damn time ask that man why you scoring two less touchdowns, bro. I understand y'all want to throw it on the offensive oh, the offensive line, the offensive line. Well, listen, man, you knew Doug, Doug was a sucky coach. You went 1-15 in the NFL. You ain't finna come nowhere and be a winner. You know, I don't know how many times I got to call and keep saying that. Uh, Bill, you ain't never been no winner one time when you coached with Brady, and that's literally made this man's career, bro. He lacked all creativity, man. And, and people just sitting there like, like they asking, oh, oh uh, how, do, how does Bryce look? How great is Bryce? Man, F all that, man. We need to know what's up, Steve. Why can't you call us a, a screen pass to Christian Leary out the backfield? You claimed he was running uh, running with the running backs all, all half the season. He a receiver. He can catch the ball. Why you ain't do that? It's just a question. Okay, you want to blame it on the offensive line? The offensive line can't run a screen? These is college offensive linemen. Like, like, so what other excuse you got? The man get the people get downfield in ten seconds, a hundred yards in ten seconds flat. Throw him the ball deep, Steve. Call a nine man protection and just throw it deep one time. Or, or am I tripping? Just thinking, uh, just thinking video games. So I don't know, Steve. But man, like, man, I'm, I'm upset, man. And Pete, Pete, Pete. Uh, as soon as he get up there, he come with an excuse. Uh, this first year with all with all this experience. Hold on, man. Experience, experience, whatever. But you come in your first year, okay, you got freshman linebackers. You and them freshman linebackers, all y'all freshmen. You a freshman coach, they freshman linebackers. You should have been telling them, let's do the damn thing. But now nah, you, you, he want to use everything as an excuse. We got to get back to the firing squad and asking these coordinators what's up because everything ain't on the players, man. But I love y'all. Roll time, man. Appreciate Jay calling in right there. Now, I was not in the Bill O'Brien presser, so I did not, you know, get a question in there because I, I was not there. But we all, we all, we always appreciate Jay because Jay will hold folks feet to the fire. And that's why we love the passion coming from U.S. fans is holding everybody's feet to the fire regardless of whether you're a coach, player, water boy, towel boy, everybody getting that feet held to the fire. But we take this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feel and state your name and where you calling from? Well, we uh, well we, we lost that call there, unfortunately, but uh, – Calling in 205-448-1358. That is the number to let your voice be heard. 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Ridge Gang. But uh, we're going to actually get into Kool-Aid McKinstry here. Uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry spoke on Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. Monday or Tuesday was Kool-Aid McKinstry talking to the media. But uh, Kool-Aid revealed some interesting things here first and foremost he said that um he is solely playing football now remember when kool-aid first came in that 2021 class from pinson valley high school here in the state of alabama uh he mentioned he would play basketball and football and uh, he had practiced some with coach nate oates and the men's basketball team as a freshman but now he is clearly focused here on football, being a cornerback, being a leader here in this Alabama defensive secondary. 
you also touched on, you know, Coach Travaris Robinson, who has been great for Alabama. And we know that him coming over from uh, South Carolina, a guy that's coached in the SEC at Auburn, at South Carolina, and at Florida, a guy that well, not went out well, in all, yeah, Auburn, South Carolina, Florida. He was a defensive back for those Auburn Tigers. He's got that footprint there in the SEC. But we take this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name. Where you calling from? You're live on the show, caller. Steven, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Yeah, sorry, sweet. This is Noah. Noah from Peoria, Illinois. How you doing tonight, my boy? Doing great, Noah. How you feeling? Man, I'm feeling real good. Look, man, I'm going to get right to it. I And I love, I love Bryce Young. I love our receivers. But we got Coach Wolf on our side now. I need to see that elephant package. When we get down, we seven yards away, we five yards away, we three yards away. I need to see the elephant package on the field. And, and – there was a time when everybody in the country knew we was going to run the ball at point blank, and there was nothing you could do to stop us because we are Alabama and you aren't. And that's the bottom line, man. So I don't know who the power back will be in that situation come that time, man. But And I'm not trying to throw out all the play-action specials. Now, I'm not saying just go complete one-dimensional on me now, but, man, I want to see that elephant package. I want to see something wild like, throw that man Will Anderson at full back and let him lead the way, man, and, and throw an extra tackle or two out there, man, and just get back to that. We are going to run the ball when we feel like it. I know it's the modern era. We got we to gotta put the ball up and we got to pass. But, man, look, we are Alabama, all right? That's the bottom line. We have Nick Saban and nobody else. Nobody else does, all right? I want to see us run the ball all year, start to finish. We have we have a committee of running backs, a committee. You know that better than I do. And that's really all I got to say tonight. Thank you so much for taking my, my call, man. God bless. Appreciate Noah calling in from Illinois, giving his thoughts here on the show, talking about running the football in Tuscaloosa. We're going to go to this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How are we feeling tonight? State your name and where you calling from. What's going on, Steve? Elijah from Jersey. What's good? Doing good, Elijah, but better yet, I'm happy to hear you in here. What's good with you? <laughs> oh, man. Same old, same old. Just uh, uh, listening to your comments about, you know, Pete Golden and all the competition that he said that, you know, we have on defense and uh, and things like that. And like last uh, Monday when I called, you know, I, I like his energy, man. He, he seemed like he a, a good, young, vibrant coach. He kept it real when he said, you know, he made mistakes. But nobody want to hear you keep talking about what you're going to do to fix it and improve your mistakes. He says actions speak louder than words. And that's very true. People get tired of hearing, oh, I'm going to do this or I can do this. People just want to see you do it. And, and, and that's the end of the story. But, you know, one thing that I will say, and I believe he is going to send the, the, the kitchen sink at people. You know, he, he this year, he's trying to have an aggressive defense. The only thing I see is, are these guys going to play for this man? You know, he, like I said, he seems like he is a very, very energized, hungry young coach just by the way he speaks and the way he keeps it real. But are these guys going to step up and play for him? Um, you know, back in the, in the days, man, when, when we had the Reuben Fosters and we had the Reggie Ragland, these dudes, they, they balled out for Kirby Smart. You know what I mean? They would run through a brick wall for this man. Now, you know, I'm not saying these guys, they don't want to play for him, but can they take it to that next, next level? And you're right. We do have veterans in all stages of the defense. But one thing, Pete, and this is just my personal opinion, we have, I mean, one thing, Steve, um, we have to acknowledge, we got to be careful about, sending the, the whole kitchen sink 
at quarterbacks, you know, being overly aggressive. Because at the end of the day, Steve, we are still inexperienced at the cornerback position. You know, these two corners, they're fairly new. uh, 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 McKinstry, he has a little game experience, but he ain't play a whole season. He's still a little green. You know, Ricks, he had a whole year off. He's still a little – you don't know how he's going to respond coming back. You know, so the one thing that I do think helps is that we got two experienced safeties that help on that back end. But as you know, and everybody that knows the game of football knows, hey, if you mess around and you don't have cornerbacks to hold up on that outside, you will get burnt. You know, if you're talking about blitzing and sending the kitchen sink, these guys got to be able to hold up. And, I, you know, until they get a little bit more experience, I will be very cautious about um, leaving them out there by themselves, you know, one-on-ones. I mean, you want to see where they at, what they got. But you might not want to get too hyped about let's blitz, let's keep blitzing, let's do this. Because, man, these guys are still green out there on, on the edges. And you know, on defense, cornerback is the hardest position to play. You have to be the most athletic person when it comes to playing cornerback. You know, so with these guys, I think they're going to be good. But uh, I just feel we have to give them time to grow and to mature into the position of being locked down corners. So I like Pete's energy, man. I really do. I really love his energy. But at the same time, let's not get too carried away about let's let's just go after him. Let's blitz everything because these corners got to be able to hold up on islands by themselves if we do do that. But I appreciate you taking my call, Steve, like always, man. You have a good one. Appreciate Elijah from Jersey calling in there. And, and that's – Elijah brings up a very good point. It's – when Alabama had Kirby Smart and Jeremy Pruitt, those players did run through a brick wall for those two. They played hard for those two. They loved those two. They revered those two. And um, does this team defensively revere Pete Golding in that same light? We're going to find out the season. Does the Will Andersons, the Dallas Turners, the Henry Tootos, the Byron Youngs, the the Jordan Battles, the DeMarco Helms, do they revere Pete Golding in that same light to where they will run through a brick wall? They will shut teams down to, to please that man right there on the sideline because as players, you are a reflection of your coach. Whether it's your head coach, whether it's your position coach, regardless of the situation, you are a reflection of your coach. So that is a good point there, brought up by Elijah. But we take this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from? This is Curtis. I'm calling from Mississippi. Terrence, what's happening, man? Uh, how you doing, Steve? Doing good. Uh, I want to ask you two questions. Go ahead. All right. Is Henry Rugg, is his football career is over? And the second question, can we win it all this year? So the first question is Henry Rugg's football career over. Henry, it's just a tragic story with Henry with the car accident and uh, the death that took place and the tragedy. I know he's been back and forth in court, back and forth with the legal system. I know that the last thing that came out, it did not look good uh, so uh, it's 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 tough to say right now. But if I had to guess it, it very well may be over. And I hate it for Henry. I really do. It's a very good quality kid. Just made a, a mistake that he's regretting right now. So if I had to gauge it, it, it looks like it is. Hopefully I'm wrong, but it looks like it is. Now, in terms of does Alabama win it all this year, they got the team to do it. Last year it was, they were young, it was rebuilding. Now, all experience, all hungry, all in. This is the team that win it all, Curtis. Absolutely. Absolutely. Appreciate it. 
No problem. Mm-hmm. Curtis from Mississippi calling in, giving his thoughts here on the show. And like I mean, I, I hate, I, I don't want it to be over for Henry Ruggs. I don't. I don't want it to be over for Henry because I covered Henry from 2017 to 2019. I covered Henry Ruggs. So I really hope it's not over for him in terms of football. But we take this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name. And where you calling from? Hey, what's up, Steven? It's your boy, Chris, calling from Florida as I'm on vacation. How you doing? Doing great, Chris, and yourself? I'm doing good. I wanted to talk to you tonight about the running backs for Alabama. So if you go back a few years ago, um, the 2018 team, we didn't have a go-to starting back. We had Josh Jacobs, and then we had Damian Harris, and we had Najee Harris. I understand Jameer Gibbs It seems like the transfer guy to be the starter, but do you expect us to use two or three different backs and rotate them throughout the season? I expect that, Chris. I do. I expect Jace McClellan to get in there in the rotation. I expect uh, Roydale Williams and Trey Sanders to be used. I mean, so it, it will be two or three backs rotated. It will be. Yeah, that's what I expect, too. And then what are you hearing as far as the secondary? And is Eli Ricks truly, do you believe, our go-to cornerback number one? When we hear about the cornerbacks in the secondary, there's a five- to six-man battle for the starting corner job. When you look at Kool-Aid McKinstry's in there, Eli Ricks in there, um, Kyrie Jackson's in there. Terry on Arnold's in there. You got Traquan Fagan's in there. And then there's Jacquez Robinson in there. So it's a five to six man battle for the starting job. Eli Riggs has come on. He's picked up more and more since, uh, you know, getting here in the, in the spring and being around these guys in the summer. Keep in mind, you know, Riggs didn't play a whole lot at LSU due to a shoulder he had last year. So he's still trying to get fully accustomed to just playing ball and playing consistently on a daily basis and now playing at Alabama. Does he become the number one corner? That's going to be – he could. It's going to be how does he fare in this first scrimmage? I think this first scrimmage coming up this Saturday will tell – a few things. It will tell how far has Eli Ricks gotten, how far has he progressed, how much can he do. He has the talent to become the number one corner. He has the confidence to be the number one corner. But this this, this scrimmage this week and this game-like practice in Brian Denny, Chris, will open up a lot more of uh, what can Eli Ricks do. I definitely appreciate I can't wait to see, and uh, I'm excited for the season. Y'all take care. Roll Tide. Appreciate Chris calling in from Florida. We got another call coming in. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Hey, this is uh, Smitty from Pensacola. How we feeling, man? Feeling well, feeling well. Uh, I know it's been a while since I called in, but um, I've uh, been kind of busy, but I uh, had a few few things to say really really quick, and I'll let somebody else dial in. Um, first of all, I want to um, <clears throat> I want to thank uh, all the callers who held down the fort during the off season, like guys like Bill from New York, uh, Tobias from Fresno, Elijah from New Jersey, Jay from Sheffield. There was a few others, but those guys kind of held it down, man. And uh, I want to thank those guys for for keeping the show going. Uh, also, um. I wanted to say this right here about the season. <clears throat> I feel like I really feel like this is our our year. I know a lot of people echo the same sentiments, but um, I'm gonna have to disagree with uh, with Elijah because I feel like we're gonna be aggressive on defense as well as on offense. Uh, we just got too many weapons out out there to not deploy them. So I feel like the numbers that we um, that we put out this year, I, I feel like they're they're gonna be historical, man. I really do. Like it's going to be through the roof, but I have another question for you, and then I, I'll jump off. Um, you probably already said it, but who who do you think is going to be holding down the slot that slot um, for JoJo? Over. Let's see here that slot for JoJo. Appreciate Smitty there calling from Pensacola. Who holds down that slot position for JoJo Earl this year? Christian Larry. 
I think it's going to be Christian Leary. Either Christian Leary or Tyler Harrell really does something in this first scrimmage that just has folks go, wow, you can't take it away from him. So it's going to be between Christian Leary, Tyler Harrell, or Isaiah Bond as a freshman. Kind of want to see what he does in that slot. But uh, between Christian Leary and Tyler Harrell. But appreciate Smitty there for that call. We grabbed this one here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Hey, this is Chris from Dallas. How you doing, Peter? Doing great, Chris, and yourself. All right, I just want to congratulate you on the marriage, man. Just say roll time. You want that know. Appreciate that love that coming from you, Chris. I thank you. No problem. Y'all have a good one. Absolutely. Appreciate my man Chris from Dallas calling in to wishing me well there on the marriage. And uh, appreciate come, appreciate that coming from you, Chris. The marriage life so far is treating me well, man. Happy to be married to my best friend, a, a good woman, and, and Mia. And uh, Mia Smith, baby, if you're listening, this one's for you, girl. This one's for you. Appreciate you for all that you do holding it down in Tuscaloosa as I'm up here uh, doing this show. But we're going to take our final break here, folks. Don't touch that down. When we return, we tidy up loose ends by discussing uh, – oh, yeah, we, 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 tie, we tie up loose ends by discussing the offensive line. That has the offensive line discovered its identity? And does Alabama have its two offensive tackles set? We'll talk about the offensive line to wrap things up after this. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. All right, people, we're back into the action from the break. How to show on the streets covering your Bama football, in my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Happy to have you guys checking us out on the show. Guys, shout out X-Wing Sports, that 499 in the Super Chats. Coming in from X-Wing Sports. Appreciate the love right there. Before we tidy up loose ends on the show, Got to remind you of TDAware.com. That's TDAware.com. So for all of your swag of sauce, uh, swag of sauce, strip, uh, clothing, cultural, fashion needs, you check us out. TDAware.com. That's TDAware.com. Link in the description. Get yourself set up right now in fall camp with that gear. Or if you want to wait till Bama takes on Utah State on Saturday, September 3rd at Bryant-Denny, you can do that as well. But link in the description, TDAware.com. That's TDAware.com. Continue showing that support to Coach Saban, University of Alabama, the student-athletes, and us here at Touchdown Alabama Magazine. All offseason long, one of the biggest conversations has been about the offensive line. Can Bama get back to having a dominant, road-grading, smash-mouth, protection, offensive line that can really open things up and have some fun here in this offense? And um, so far in fall camp, this offensive line has started to find its identity. It's starting to pick up what it really, truly wants to be. 
And uh, I remember, you know, Emil Echior mentioned this in player interviews when he was thrown the question, now what's the biggest difference between uh, Eric Wolford and Doug Marone? And he basically said, look, it's an NFL mindset versus a college mindset, but Coach Wolford, you're already seeing way more, way more, way bigger positive change with Coach Wolford in here. And Wolford and Saban have got this offensive line kind of where they want it right now in terms of that toughness, that meanness, that physicality, that attitude kind of setting that tone from the word go. And I really like what's starting to happen right now when you look at this offensive line. But the bigger news is, does Alabama have those two offensive tackles sort of figured out? Coach Saban talked about it today in the press conference. He loves both offensive tackles. And I'm talking Tyler Steen and J.C. Latham. He likes both of them. He's sold on both of them. Both of them have come in here, fall camp, head down, ready to go, making moves, making waves, getting stuff done. And starting off here with J.C. Latham, according to Coach Saban, he's playing with a lot of confidence now. He knows what to do, why to do, how to do, the purpose of doing it. J.C. Latham, is, he, he, he got it. He's got it. And uh, Ekior talked about it. They worked out together all offseason long. He's put the work in. Ekior talked about it. This is Latham's year. He's prepared to have a big year at that right tackle position. And now here comes Nick Saban. Latham playing whole lot of high confidence, knowing what to do, what his role is. Came in 2021 and that massive haul of offensive linemen as a five-star and the most college-ready lineman in that class. Latham is ready to pop. In terms of Steen, Tyler Steen has picked up the playbook fast. He's picked up the offense fast. He's picked up the system quick as a left tackle. And I mentioned this, Alabama was banking on him coming over as a transfer from Vanderbilt to get that spot at left tackle. He's doing his thing to get that spot there at left tackle. So it seems like the offensive line, the tackle position, both tackles starting to look like J.C. Latham right, Tyler Steen left. You know, your guard position, Emil Ecchio will be a guard. Who, who could the other guard be? You got Javion Cohan. You got Damian George, among other guys. At that center position, uh, Darian Dalcourt is still trying to battle out Seth McLaughlin for that spot. Though I think McLaughlin holds on and takes that spot there or keeps that spot at that center position. But I, I just like the mentality that Eric Wolford has brought in here. It's mean. It's nasty. It's rugged. It's fierce. It's smash mouth. It's let's put everybody on the butt. Let's get after people. And just seeing how his moniker or his mantra has made an energy in this offensive line. Looking forward to see these guys put people on their butt in the upcoming season. And really happy about J.C. Latham and Tyler Steen uh, locking in uh, uh, both of those offensive tackle spots right there. But, folks, as always, you want the best in news, notes, information, material on your favorite program, that being the Crimson Tide, also that entertainment as well. You can get that by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You download the app from the iPhone App Store. If you're rocking Team Apple, Google Play Store. If you got the Android phone for your audio needs, check us out. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm, and iHeartRadio. We got you covered. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I'll be back on Friday. Continuing the conversation. That is Tide Football. Remember, Bama fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Have those sent to your door. 
That link found in the description. If you're trying to get your hands on the fresh edition, print edition of TDA the magazine, you go to touchdownalabama.com. You click join, become a member or a subscriber today. That link in the description. If you're trying to get your hands on the four-finger bling necklace, four-finger bling jewelry, courtesy of our guys that we own, thefourthquarter.com. That's we own thefourthquarter.com. That link in the description as well. Got to shout out the outstanding Bama fans, Bama Nation, what you do, all of the calls, all the love, all the donations, super chats, conversations, making this your show, your network platform channel and space to talk Bama. Got to thank my two outstanding producers in the room, John Ivory and the Wonder Kid, Eli Walker doing his thing there, helping us out on the show, trying to keep me in line here on the show. And... Until next time, folks, husbands, love your wives. Wives appreciate value. Those husbands, children, school back in. So continue getting that work done, but also doing the right thing, fun thing, smart thing, good thing, legitimate thing to not be bored. Get yourself those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. You protect yourself. You protect the loved ones around you. Until next time, folks, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith, and you've been listening to In My Own Words.